Hello, you're very welcome to uh, Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Welcome, Nisha. Um, Today, we're talking about the epidemic of attempted suicide, and we're on episode 63. Yes, I nearly want to label this attention suicide. So, attention attempted suicide. Yes. All right, so we spend a lot of time, and you see it online, a lot about mental health and a lot about end the stigma, and um, it's huge at the moment. Every time you turn on anything online, you will see something to this effect. Um, you're talking, we're not talking about um, suicide or, or people who um, end their lives by by uh, suicide. Well, I don't think we are. I think we're right. talking about something different because right. I, I do work with a lot of people who end up either going towards what I would describe as the really dark black mm. tunnel. Mm. And I have worked with a lot of people, I've had a lot of conversations with people who have had to deal with the fact that maybe they've lost people and to realise that they were actually in an untouchable space, that they're they're so far down this mm. tunnel that they can't reach anybody and mm. you couldn't have reached them even if you'd known um, mm. because I think that's one of the most difficult parts of suicide that that leaves behind that sense of I didn't get to help, right? Mm. But this is different. I've been thinking about it because um, I've been watching a lot of teenagers recently and they never seem to talk anymore. They're always on technology and the only reason they interact with each other is to show them something on the phone that's usually quite negative. It's usually something, um, oh, this person looks awful in this or did you see the state of them or, um, oh, look at this video where somebody does something horrendous to somebody else. Like It's all very negative interaction, and but they never actually talk about anything real anymore. And then parents have started admitting to me that they're actually messaging their children to talk about things that they can't talk about. So I'm kind of like, where do we get to the space where nobody can talk? There seems to be this almost this epidemic fashion of people trying to commit suicide and then telling people afterwards for the attention. And what's really interesting is is that quite often the parents have had absolutely no idea this has happened. They've usually been contacted by some parent, by some organisation, by some school afterwards, after the effect, Mm. to to tell them that this has happened. Mm. Um, And they actually haven't been part of it, but the, the people have reached out to other people around them as this form of drama, this fueled drama. And it's usually either some sort of self-harm cutting or drugs that are involved mm. in, in trying to do this. And I'm actually at a bit of a loss as mm. to how we got to the space where teenagers feel that this is the fashionable thing to do. And mm. it's almost that, that it does feel fashionable. It feels like a form of attention-seeking and it feels very different to me, mm. to the personalities that I know that are predisposed to being depressed. So do these um, people have any kind of mental health stuff going on? Is, is it attached? Is, is it a byproduct of some... So well, it's, I don't know. Like You started talking a few weeks about snowflake children, and, and maybe this is kind of related in a way. They don't seem to have any coping strategies. And usually what's happened to contribute to this is either something like um, the mocks in school, when it's really Mm. common around then, but predominantly actually somebody breaking up with them. Mm. And when did it like become such a big deal for someone to break up with you? Or is, is it just that people are having more serious relationships younger now and, and that, that does have an effect? But 
I think it all goes back to the fact that nobody talks about anything real. You only... And I suppose maybe it is a big deal if someone breaks up with you if everyone's lost face and it's all being lived out on social media. Like, I was quite interested to see recently that some of the students that I would have worked with have been now... Um, in a relationship with so-and-so and it's all out in the public domain and everybody has an opinion on the mm. fact that these two people are together. Um, so maybe it's just the exposure in the society mm. we're living in and the fact that we don't have the coping strategies and that this seems to be the way to save face or um, they shouldn't have broken up with me because look what they did to me. Like There seems to be like mm. a cause and effect, weird mm. kind of... It's like a, a play that's being played out on social media with people's real lives that they don't mm. seem to understand. Do you think that might be uh, um, linked to you know the reality TV shows and the where uh, where people have exposed their lives a, a, a lot of um, dysfunctional behaviour on these shows and um, you know teenagers acting out their lives as if they're on screen. Well, there does seem to be. There just seems to be a huge amount of dysfunction that we're we're willing to show people. We we don't seem to have like you know sort of virtues like modesty anymore, mm-hmm. where you you don't want to show all the worst parts of you out online, mm-hmm. and you actually sort of think that there might be implications to doing that, and that it might have some effect further down the road mm-hmm. if you've like posted indecent photos of yourself or whatever it is. Um, or that you've like picked X amount of classmates to tell them that you tried to take your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely more common, and we're definitely living it out in a public forum, which I don't really understand, and I don't quite understand how we got there. But years ago, uh, you know, any form of dysfunction, and sadly, mental health issues would have got a side sideways glance, and you, you'd across the street. Whereas now dysfunction um, is uh, almost rewarded uh, with attention. Mm. Um, when you look at the, the leaders uh, and the dysfunctional behaviour and attudes of those people. Yeah, well, like and, there's, and, well, we can think of a very popular figure at the moment yeah, that's but, using but, his behaviour. But, I mean, not just him. Not yeah. just him. You meet, the, you meet the arrogant business people. You meet the, you know... Um, so, so it's not just him. I mean, you can you can go a lot closer to home in, in terms of leaders who are um, acting out, acting out on social media, and uh, none of them are being punished. You, you see, well, you see, like they're almost being rewarded because they're rewarded with with popularity, and there's this almost feeling that no press is bad press, and it's fed into. Someone will come online and they'll say something on social media and then they'll have this almost, again, like cronyism, these people coming in behind them and, and saying, oh, you, you poor dear, or you're the best, you're the best ever, so don't let them bring you down, or you, all this kind of crack. Yeah. And I often read that stuff, I often read down when I, because I think um, on social media, particularly Facebook, um, I think people lay out their lives. If you, if you want to have a good idea of how somebody is, go through their profile and you'll figure out pretty much by their posts um, how stable or unstable they are. But it's, and, and that's not, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the people who roll in behind them and support them and in, in something that yeah. is damaging for them. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I, I don't know if people realise the true effects of social media mm. on our lives. And I think 
Like I remember going to a talk in Trinity a few years back mm. and somebody gave a talk about the fact that they were now the last generation of people who hadn't grown up with social media, that at some point in mm. their life that they hadn't been exposed to it. And I, I do feel that now we're starting to see the products of what mm. it's like to really be a teenager and always have had social media in your life and reality TV mm. and just just the exposure that's out there. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, ha- half of the people on your profiles you don't know, you've never met, uh, kids, you know, that... that um, but interestingly, personality-wise, because mm. um, it's one of the questions that I ask people, mm. um, because it, it does tell me a lot about people, mm. and not everybody has hundreds and hundreds or thousands of people on their profile, mm. There's and not every teenager does have social media. There's still some personalities that are choosing not to have any profile, and also to only have, say, 100 people. Like, the people who actually have close connections and who are introverted tend to have less people on social media mm. like uh, I've talked about this in the past where um, because they're real connections mm. and it's quite interesting because um, I, I was curious about this um, last week and I looked at it a lot of the people are actually on my profile and you don't really get to find anything public about me on my mm. profile mm. but a lot of the people who are on mine have very very few people on, mm. on their their um, pages mm-hmm. which I find fascinating over half of the people on my Facebook have less than 50 people in mm-hmm. their own network which I find hugely interesting because mm. I'm one of the, the trusted ones within mm. their network mm. as well so you know so but we're, we we have to start teaching people values like we can't mm. just pretend this is not happening mm-hmm. and we can't just sort of go oh it's effect of social media because by having values and by recognizing who you are and recognizing what's important to you and recognizing what might be negative behavior for you and sort of saying to people you know how much positive stuff is in your feed does social media affect you does it make you happy or sad you know we start to start to have those conversations with teenagers we can't just go oh it's the era of social media and walk away and pretend because you know people trying to take their own lives is a big deal Mm. Like that's a really negative space to be in. Attempted suicide. Yeah, but but it's always attempted, but it could so easily work. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the scary part. Mm. Like people seem to think like that they have some sort of form of control over this. It's a bit of a roll of the dice if you go down that road. Mm. Okay. Um, so do you think the kids are going down that road, not realizing that they're getting the 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 hiss of the um, attention? Mm. Um, but but that as this develops, uh, they, they they might take more risks. Yes, and also it, it's given them attention in a negative way, and it's also like what sort of mindset do you need to be in to do that, mm. and, and what lack of coping strategies and values and self worth and um, do you need to have to be there? Mm. I was actually going to ask you that question. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, it did. I I think they'll all have to be pretty <laughs> pretty poor now. If we're in a scale yeah, to you yeah. know one to ten, I think we're probably on minus ten. Yeah, you know, yeah, if we're yeah. in this space. So how how can these kids be supported? I think we need to start treating teaching people core values and I don't think it's uh, like there's an awful lot about you know safety on the net and all of that I actually don't think it's about that I think it's about um self-worth and respect and standing up and saying uh do you have to laugh at her profile picture and it's about actually not thinking that your profile picture has to look like something off page three Mm. because I'm a bit horrified by that at the moment as well Mm. I'm a bit horrified by the pressure of what's expected 
um, of a profile picture from people. Mm. So um, it's that's not internet safety like we're talking about. It that's value for yourself. It's mm. a whole different conversation, and I, I think if we start having that one in schools with teenagers, um, we'll see something very different. And but but most people are not looking at it that way. They're either looking at predators on the internet or mm. they're looking at um, you, you know the self-harm and the suicide they're not looking at the, the bigger reasons of the attention and all the rest that's mm. driving it mm. and mm. the fact that there's a whole other camp of people involved in this and they're they're not the people that I would expect to end up in these places either so it's not people that will be I mean you you get teenagers that are bullied um, that that um, end their lives by suicide. Um, we're talking about something completely different. No, we're, 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 we're talking about an acting out. Yeah, we're talking about an acting out. Yeah, and not even form. not even suicide. Not acting out in terms of suicide, but just acting out in terms of what's going on inside them. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of, to me, uh, supporting uh, thinking thinking of of a, a profile. Um, a, a young girl, maybe 17 years of age, 16 years of age, so influenced by her peers, um, uh, no sense of self, uh, running with the flow of um, the, the kind of acceptance that, that these kids are craving. And the fact that people are not having real conversations. Like, they're not having real conversations about the simple things, and they don't know how their parents' lives are really. Yeah. And, you know, there's no transparency at home uh, quite often, big things that are going on for the adults in the household are not being mm. talked about. So how do you expect the things to be talked about that the teenagers are going mm. through? Because, mm. of course, they've disengaged with you because you're not engaged with them. And if you don't talk about your weaknesses and your problems and you don't talk about all the other things that are going on on a day-to-day basis, how can they come to you with the conversation of, oh, my boyfriend dumped me and he was really horrible and he posted like terrible things about me mm. and he's gone off with so-and-so in the class and I'm shattered. Mm-hmm. you know. And this mm-hmm. is all we lived out in the public forum. Of course that's a big mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. to have because mm-hmm. you're in a place of you're, you're vulnerable and you feel awful about yourself and someone else has gone out of their way to, to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the fact that we live in a society of people now that's driven by YouTube and it seems to be about humiliating people. So that's another whole mm. episode. Well, that's in, a, whole, a different, whole, a whole that's different a, arena. Yeah, that's yeah, another whole yeah. probably episode yeah. for us to talk yeah. about as to how we got there, that the only things that we can laugh at are other people's humiliation. Mm. So is this a, a multi-layered strategy in terms of um, supporting these kids? It can't just... It can't just um, surely and, be and at always, home or and but but always for me the bit that that I don't like is that they end up going out of the home to talk to somebody else. Mm. That is the fundamental starting point that this is wrong mm. and that there's something not right. Mm. Okay, so how how can parents? I mean, an awful lot of parents will be thinking, listen to this. I actually cannot reach my child. I haven't. I cannot compete with their peers. Their peers. But have you don't more need power. to. You don't need to compete with their peers. That's the the first mistake. Well, for time, for time, or for for attention to to to, well, to I, get I, the child's attention. Well, to... I think those things start start very young, and they start in families having silly little traditions, like you know, uh, on a Wednesday night we all mm. have dinner together, mm-hmm. or. Um, 
um, so-and-so cooks or it's the night where we order takeaway that everybody mm. wants to eat or mm. it's the night that we all watch that TV programme together and all mm. laugh or whatever. So there's a lot of lack of traditions in mm. households and which do create those space. Like you, when you get to someone being 17 and you're not having a conversation, there's 17 years that's gone before that where you haven't created the space for that to happen and you haven't shown them that mm. you're not always perfect. So it's, it's a process that you have to create and you can't suddenly expect to create it. But we're obviously creating the situation far more now where people are going to every other source for information other than the people that are in the house that they're actually living under the same roof as. So what can we do to get, to encourage them back? to to? Um... Well, I don't think it's about encouraging them back. I think it's about starting with the next generation. Okay. And, and, and that's the reality that's quite scary for me. I, and, and what's really scary for me is that that generation of people are now about to have children. So they're, they, they're really the people that you would need to target then? Yes. Um, so what age groups would these, what, what, would, what would they? Well, I don't know, the, 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 the birth rates in Ireland are quite, quite the age groups mm. quite quite low. Mm. Um, depending on demographics. So mm, mm-hmm. you're talking about people from 18 upwards at the moment, 18 to 25. Those are people you really need to start to target before they become parents. And are these um, 18 to 25-year-olds now, are they as involved in social media as they would have been when they were, say, 17? Or do you yeah. phase out of this? No, they don't seem to. Okay. They so it is a part of life for them? It is a part of life. The people don't seem to be phasing out of it. We, we seem to... Um, and, and I think this is the bit where it's it's going to start to get quite sort of twisted now because mm. as I said like it's quite a few years ago since I, mm. I was in Trinity for that talk and we're the last generation who didn't grow up with social media mm. and, and maybe that's part of it maybe the people who are, are really struggling as children now are the people that I see in cafes whose parents don't talk to them because they're stuck on their phone oh we'll leave it there so and uh, talk to you again thanks Isha Thank you. Bye.